I welcome all of you to this class on herbal excipients. So, according to your syllabus in unit three, you've got to study about the herbal excipients, significance of substances of natural origin used as herbal excipients. Like under this, you've got to study about natural colorants, natural sweeteners, natural binders, natural diluents, natural viscosity builders, natural disintegrants, natural flavors and perfumes. Again, this is a very easy and a, a topic which we have been discussing individual drugs somewhere in at least few of the semesters. Like for example, and uh, if you take natural colorants, so definitely uh, you all know some examples of natural colorants. So again here, turmeric is the best one. Again, beetroot, carrot. So, all of you know that carrot consists of beta carotene. So, this gives color to any herbal product. So, like this, in each of the herbal excipients, any examples which you already known can be easily written here. When we talk about natural sweetness, of course, you can write honey as a natural sweetener here, cinnamon as a natural sweetener, licorice as a natural sweetener. So, honey consists of uh, the, the juice which is secreted from Apis mellifera family epidae and it is used as a natural sweetening agent again uh, cinnamon it consists of bark of cinnamum uh, xylanicum and uh, belong to family Lauraceae. so this is again used as a natural sweetener licorice of course it comes of rhizomes of glycerizia glabra uh, belong to family leguminosae so under binders so uh, this you have done in your practicals already you have evaluated you have done monograph analysis so binders you can write acacia or starch as a best example a starch can be got from rice it can be got from potato it can be got from maize um, okay so any one of the example you can write your star you can write acacia you can write starch you can write tragacanth gum karaya etc now uh, viscosity builders something which builds up viscosity again here starch is a viscosity builder so if you add uh, if you dissolve starch and if you add it to a herbal product it is going to increase the viscosity like for example if you're preparing syrup if it is just water and sugar uh, sugar is also a viscosity builder if the quantity of sugar is less let's say you're preparing a sugar-free uh, syrup so there um, the consistency will be very difficult in that case you can add a viscosity builder which is going to build up the viscosity because syrup means uh, it's there on the mindset that it should have certain in viscosity disintegrate okay so disintegrate means it has to break if it remains as such the ingredients will not be dissolved it has to disintegrate and the active ingredient has to come out and this active Like for example, vanilla. Uh, it's the smell. It's more of you know the. Topic on herbal excipients. 
so what are herbal excipients so pharmaceutical excipients can be defined as non active ingredients that are mixed with therapeutically active compound to form medicines so i'll repeat uh, excipients are those which can be defined as non active ingredients that are mixed with therapeutically active compound to form medicine now herbal excipients means herbal ingredients which are used as non active ingredients remember here non active ingredients means they don't impart any uh, pharmaceutical activity they are just mixed with something which is therapeutically active and this is uh, to give a final formulation so the ingredient which is not act, uh, not an active compound is regarded as an excipient and excipient they affect the behavior and effectiveness of the drug product more and more functionality and significantly so excipients uh, ideal quality is they have to be inert only the active constituents potency has to be exerted but the excipients for whatever role they are used they should intend that purpose like for example if you are using an excipient to give color it should impart color but it should not affect any other qualities if you are using a excipient as a sweetener so it should just give the sweetness but it should not hamper any other activity so the variability of active compounds excipients and process are obvious components for product variability <clears throat> now what is the importance of natural excipients so natural excipients usually we take polymers uh, like natural gums and mucilages and uh, they are biocompatible because they are biocompatible see when we talk about something which is natural it is already obtained naturally so it easily becomes compatible so it is bi biocompatible means if you consume it also it's not it's not some new body which your um, consumers uh, it, it is a, a biocompatible it is cheap it is easily available and is preferred over semi synthetic and synthetic excipients because they lack toxicity or they have very low toxicity and uh, they are available at low cost they are easily available so this is something which is very important and they provide a soothing action and a non irritant nature since they are already natural so the body will easily accept it so remember my friends so natural excipients are polymers like natural gums and mucilages they are biocompatible cheap and easily available they are preferred to semi synthetic and synthetic excipients because they lack toxicity or they have least toxicity they are available at low cost and they are easily available they have soothing action and are non irritant in nature the first coming to natural colorants so natural colorants means they are highly colored substances found in plants usually flavonoid pigments will give color to the plant so a natural colorant is a dye and a pigment uh, so uh, um, a dye and a pigment differs uh, differs in respect that dye is actually absorbed by the material when it is applied to fibers like if we are dyeing a cloth the color is absorbed into the material and it gives a permanent color and this color is resistant to action of light water and soap whereas when we talk about a pigment it is only applied to the surface so usually we prefer a pigment natural pigment which just imparts the color and it is not going to be absorbed into the body to give some other effect and the colored compounds are known as chromogen so chroma means color colored pigments are known as chromogen because they have a chromophore group and a oxochrome 
capable of absorbing light in the near UV region and that's why they appear as colored substance. So any colored substance if you see these colored substances are known as chromogens and they bear a chromophore group and a oxochrome which is capable of absorbing light in the near UV region that's why they impart the color. The best examples of natural colorants are uh, like for example uh, as I told you flavonoids and their groups are the best examples for uh, you know which uh, impart color so in flavonoids you have so many groups like anthraquinones then uh, naphthoquinones etc so in anthraquinones best example is carrot then uh, you have uh, dacto uh, I think you'll have to buy hard this table some examples at least try to remember dactylopis coccus that is cochneal Carminic acid, it gives a red color shade. Rubia tinctorum, which is also commonly called as madder, it has a compound called alizarin, it again gives a red color. Caucus lacquae, which is called as lac, it has lacic acid, it gives red color. And kermis illicis, it has kermisic acid, it gives a scarlet color. And under naphthaquinones, you have henna, that is Lawsonia inermis, Lawsonia alba. Main compound is Lawsone, it gives an orange color. And juglans regia, that is walnut and juglans nigra. Walnut, uh, most of the ice creams you see, it has got a walnut color also. Flavor and color as well. It has a constituent called juglone. It gives a sort of brown color. And lithospermum erythrozyron, that is shikone, has a constituent called shikonin. It provides violet color to compounds. Okay, like coming to the sources, now this... Uh, is also important for your herbal cosmetics the same can be taken there henna is used as a natural colorant whereas in hair care product is, it is the main ingredient so henna consists of dried leaves of Lawsonia inermis family Lithraceae. so all these are present in the slide itself you can just uh, by heart it geographical sources uh, it is more available in North Africa India and Sri Lanka and it mainly can Contains phenolic glycosides, cowmarins, flavonoids. So remember, these flavonoids impart the color. Coloring matter is lawson. So you can extract this lawson by uh, adding sodium bicarbonate. Lawson is nothing but 2,5-dihydroxy-1,4-naphthoquinone. So this is used to dye protein fiber in an orange shade. Now dye. Why dye here? Because when you apply it to the hair, your hair needs to absorb this and this needs to give a permanent color see permanent although not for longer time but immediately if you wash it should not go off it should remain for some time so can you try to recall the difference between dye and pigment dye is something which can be absorbed and which gives a permanent color pigment is just on the surface so this henna is used as a dye a protein fiber it gives a orange shade in conjunction with dihydroxyacetone as a sunscreen agent so it can be used in skin color also and it's very good for hair color Next one, of course, is the most common turmeric. Again, this is uh, your same uh, herbal cosmetics as well as excipients. It, the same drugs are can be written and are useful. The turmeric comes of dried rhizomes of curcuma longa, family Zingiberaceae. It is grown in subtropical regions. It contains a yellow natural pigment. This dissolves in alcohol to give a deep yellow solution. And um, uh, so this. Uh, Turmeric, when added to any of the product, it imparts a yellow color. Main constituents are curcumin, desmethoxycurcumin and desmethoxycurcumin. So, principally, it is used as a constituent of, for skincare products and it imparts dark yellow color. It is also used in many of the food preparations. Then, a tincture is used for preparation of turmeric paper, which is used as a test for boric acid and borates. 
so turmeric uh, can be used in skin care uh, then uh, coming to natural sweeteners so sweetening agents they either evoke sweet taste or they enhance the perception of sweet taste so they try to increase the sweet taste or they try to give a perception that it is sweet so natural sweetening agents are preferred over synth synthetic sweetening agents because they don't have any adverse impact on health two types of sweeteners are available you have we have natural sweeteners of which is from plant origin and artificial or synthetic sweeteners uh, so if you try to recall the last semesters were natural sweeteners so it is more of those things which you've got right here non saccharide natural sweetening sweetening agents they are low calorific they are non toxic they are super sweet that is 100 to 10000 times sweeter than sugar in nature this can overcome the problems of sucrose and uh, other synthetic sweeteners like saccharin etc so natural sweeteners are useful sugar substitutes especially for sugar patients diabetic patients also active sweet principles are stored in the plants it can be grouped so uh, some constituents chemically the sweetener can be in the form of triterpenoids terpenoids steroidal saponins dihydroisocarmarins dihydrochalcones proteins polyols volatile oil etc in nature some examples of nutritive sweeteners are sorbitol mannitol xylitol lactitol mixture of gl glucosyl sorbitol and glucosyl mannitol fructose that is fruit sugar etc and non nutritive sweeteners that is they are mainly synthetic sweeteners example we have aspartame saccharin cyclamate uh, acesulfan etc plant based sweeteners best example is stevia side the stevia whole plant if you even just Uh, taste a small pinch of leaf at a sweet and taste then of course glycerin which we discussed neohesperidin which is got from um, citrus fruits then thaumatin and monolins and sucralose if you try to uh, take out your notes of last uh, semester's natural sweetener you have the details of all this which i have only explained to you all okay fine coming to stevia rubaudiana it's uh, the leaf of stevia rubaudiana family composite a active constituents are steviocide and rubaudioside this is 160 to 170 times sweeter than sucrose glycerzia glabra or licorice leguminosa it has constituent called glycerin it is 50 to 100 times sweeter citrus aurantium that is bitter orange family rutaceae which has neohesperidin dihydrochalcone this is 330 times sweeter then thaumatococcus danielli it's uh, from family marantaceae it's got a constituent called as thaumatin which is 3500 times sweeter than sugar and uh, you have um, other like monolins which is got from dioscorophyllum cuminaceae it is a fruit belong to family menispermiaceae the monolins are 2000 times sweeter than sugar although all these are there it does not try uh, replace sugar completely because of their own drawbacks try to recall so they either have um, uh, or they don't impart the exact sweetness or they have cancer causing properties they are carcinogenic etc so details of uh, two or three uh, sweeteners natural sweeteners are given here you can add some more so you can just go through the slides so whatever i've explained is there for stevia and neohesperidin dihydrochalcone in my next talk i would start with natural binding agent viscosity builder disintegrants etc thank you